Konnichiwa, Nihon Cricket Pod do Yokoso. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Japan Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kerr, and on this episode, I will once again be joined by the now regular guest, Dougal Beddingfield, as we review the recently completed Under-23 Championship, the Japan Futures League, uh, finished on the weekend. And we will preview the upcoming Japan Premier League, which starts this Friday, the 29th of April, and is available to watch on the JCA's YouTube channel. All games will be live streamed, so do tune in and have a look. Before we get to that, I will run through the recent results in round two of the Japan Cricket League Division One. Uh, the Paddy Foley's grabbed their first win of the season and their first win back in Division One. They had an excellent chase against Tokyo Wombats. The Wombats posted 248 for five, courtesy of Alex Shirai Patmore, making 122 a career best for Alex, I believe, supported by Mohamed Ali, who made 46. Um, and Paddy Foley's said about the chase, they looked in trouble early on, lost a couple of early wickets, but then Rashid Rana made 50 and an unbeaten 79 from Zahid Ullah was the mainstay of the chase. Uh, Ullah had also made a decent impact with the ball, bowled eight overs, one for 19, uh, to help restrict the Wombats to a chaseable score, as it turned out. So a good effort for the Paddy Foley's, um, and they won with three overs to spare, so no bonus point for them. Uh, the Wyverns had had an excellent result in round one, but it didn't quite go their way in round two, despite a half-century from Wataru Miyochi at the top of the order. He made 51, uh, and they posted 216. But the men in blue have taken their early season win and maintained some momentum. Uh, contributions all down the order. Top score, 37 from Anker Kumar, 35 not out from Hitesh Akabari led them home with three wickets and three overs to spare. So... Men in blue chased down 216. The Tigers Alpha Quashers match was washed out. So points shared for those guys. And Sano Cricket Club got off to their first win of the season. They beat the Tokyo Falcons by 79 runs. And an excellent result for them. They were led by Rayo Sakurano Thomas made 41, batting at number three. And Kazumasa Hilotsuka made 48 from 46 balls to propel them to 194. Uh, looked like it might not be enough, given the runs that have been around at the start of the season, but some excellent bowling. Uh, again, Sakurano Thomas took 2 for 14, while Shotaro Hiratsuka took 3 for 17, and Reiji Suto 3 for 14 to bowl the Falcons all out for 115. Inside the 32 overs, so a bonus point for Sano. Uh, the Chiba Sharks weren't able to back up their win, as Max bounced back from that uh, stunning defeat at the hands of Shogo Kimura and his Wyverns team. Max rampant with the ball right from the start. They rolled the Sharks over for 113. Uh, wickets shared around. And then they chased it down with consummate ease. They had uh, 20 overs to spare still. Vinay Ayer, 44 not out. 43 not out from Prabhat Danushka. So Max are on the board with a win. Uh, another team to get their first win of the season, and not just this season, but their first win, I think, since 2017. The Akashima Aviators have won a game in the Japan Cup. Uh, they beat the University 11 by nine wickets, courtesy of 74 not out from Shinsuke Hashiba, 
or a previous guest on this show, uh, his 74 not out came off 47 deliveries. And he was supported by Masato Morita, who made 32 not out, a local boy from Akashima. But both those guys live in the town. Uh, they chased down the Uni 11 score of 134 with 2.4 overs to spare and with nine wickets to spare. So a huge win for them. And they are on the ball for the season. West Kanto Division 2 of the Japan Cup. Uh, Shun, who has his own podcast as well, Chanomi Cricket, which everyone should check out if you're able to understand Japanese, also made 64 not out in a losing cause for Adare, uh, who were beaten by KU United first 11 in the JCL Division 3. So good couple of weeks for Shun, uh, personally, even if there's only one win in those two games. So that completes the roundup for this week. And now we will tune in to listen to what Dougal has to say about the Futures League and look ahead to the Japan Premier League. I hope you enjoy. Right then, it's time to start another chat with Mr. Dougal Bedingfield, who's joining me once more on the Japan Cricket Podcast. Hi, Dougal. How are you? I'm great, uh, Alan, and uh, just coming off a fantastic uh, weekend uh, of uh, Futures League cricket, watching our future stars in action. It was great fun. Here we go, wasn't it? Good weather, uh, good turnout. Um, and some good cricket played as well. So yeah, we'll get into that straight away, shall we? Before we, um, go fully into the details of the games that were played, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the competition formed, where the ideas came from, the purpose of it, and, uh, the future of it, I guess, the future of the Futures League. Well, we've had the, the uh, Japan Premier League running for a few years now, uh, featuring the best players in Japan going head to head in, uh, 2020 cricket. And uh, we've always been conscious of uh, wanting to see uh, who, who the best young players are as well and uh, having them beat against each other. So the, the concept arose. We, we had a very strong uh, under-19 uh, national squad going back a couple of years uh, ago when we qualified for the World Cup. And those, those players are now going into their, uh, some of them into their early 20s. And um, we just thought uh, it would be great to see the, the best under-23 players in the country in action together on one weekend, and uh, we put it together. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good opportunity. There's a lot of those kids who've graduated out of the 19s and, and maybe aren't quite ready to step up into the uh, full men's squad. Um, and along with that, you also get all these kids starting to play cricket for the first time in uni, right, who we don't actually get to see uh, competing on the level that they're only playing in the under-19s leagues, so they're starting the uni league, which is off beginners, and then maybe they get thrown into Division 1. So seeing them compete with kids their own age, it's an opportunity for them to to learn and to see a little bit of what um, how they stack up against guys their age. So um, exciting to see those people all come together, and uh, you think that it was obviously successful. You're obviously happy with how it went. Anyone who stands out? Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting mix. As you say, we had... Um... We had players from our under-19 league, our, some of them still playing under-15 cricket. Yeah. We had uh, players who, who've played cricket for the first time uh, in our university leagues and now now representing the combined university 11s in Kansai and, and Kanto. We've had players who've gone to a World Cup, been, been in a World Cup already, uh, and uh, quite a few players uh, coming from overseas um, playing uh, cricket in Japan for the first time. Uh, but uh, with Japanese heritage and Japanese passports. So yeah, really interesting mix. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll come on to, to the posse in a minute, the, the five or six guys who've come to visit and we'll chat a little bit more about them, I think, but, um, 
yeah, those, those groups, those players, they, uh, do make for quite an interesting bunch. And I think that now we've covered sort of the little bit of background. How about the putting together of the teams? You and I put a bit of work into this. The aim was to try and make the teams as even as possible and nobody was unbeaten and everybody got a win. So happy with that. Yeah, it, it was a tough task because we were trying to make the teams, as you say, as even as possible. And yeah, when, when you've got players who are, say, 21 years old and are already uh, um, smashing the ball around at very high le levels of club cricket, and you've also got 14, 15-year-olds. 15-year-olds. It's very, very hard to, to match up the teams evenly. But I, I think we did a pretty good job in the end. <laughs> I, I reckon we did okay. We were pretty lucky in that we had four keepers, four spinners. I think we had five spinners in the end. But um, but yeah, decent mix. And uh, looking at the scores, you know, I've just got the scores in front of me here. There were a number of games that nearly had, well, close to 300 runs scored. I think the lowest score in the whole tournament was 73. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's, it's T20 cricket. Um, and playing two games a day, I think, certainly some of the lower scores came on day two. I think boys starting to feel it really once you get to that, that fourth game in, in two days. Uh, fatigue definitely plays a part. And I think playing those, that amount of cricket, uh, is part of preparing these boys for, for international tournaments because they are quite physically demanding. Well, yeah. Having said all that, um, the last two matches, the, the final and the third place, uh, in the final, the 123 runs was chased down with mm. more overs to spare. And in the third place, 129 was chased down with three and a half overs to spare. So those teams were looking at kind of 160 ish if mm. they continued batting. Mm. No, uh, credit to the, uh, the, the batsman for um, really standing up um, into that second day as well. So you mentioned the final. I guess we'll we'll start at the end, shall we? Talk us through the final. Talk us through the winning team, the Turtles, coached by Makoto Taniyama. Yeah, and some familiar names in there, as well as some uh, as you mentioned, some new guys standing up. So, well, the Turtles have started off the tournament with a loss. And just as turtles do, they start slow and steady wins the race. And they've absolutely smashed it in the final to, to, to finish with. So yeah, working backwards, I suppose, uh, a target of 123 to win. Um, and uh, you'd say it was a challenging pitch to, to bat on and, uh, they've only lost one wicket in the process of, um, chasing down that 123 with four overs to spec. Um. That wicket was a, probably a needless run out as well. So, uh, uh, the star of the final was, uh, one of our new faces. In fact, uh, Declan Suzuki McComb, who has finished on uh 78 or 51 ball. Six to win it as well. Yeah. Bit of flair. Yeah. And, uh, again, he, he didn't look like he was, he was about to stop. The only thing that stopped him was the, they've won the game. He was on track for a hundred, um, Supported by Marcus Thurgate, uh, a pretty good 20 and, uh, uh, 15 year old cousin of Stafford who had an outstanding tournament, I thought with 14, not out in the final. Yeah. Coasting pretty well. I mean, you look at the bowlers, it's, it's not a bad bowling lineup. You got Kazumasa Hiratsuka, you got Lachlan Lake, Nikhil Pohl, Manav Natarajan, uh, Luke Bates. These are all guys in the Japan Academy set up. Um, so, you know, decent, uh, decent players and. And, yeah, and, and as you say, not the, not the easiest pitch to bat on. So boys did pretty well. Yeah, and that Gorillas bowling lineup was the one that um, 
went through the the Vipers uh, in the uh, in the third round, um, bowling Vipers out for about seventy, I think. So yeah, very good bowling lineup. So yeah, quality cricket, I thought in the in the final and the third place playoff as well. The standard continued to rise over the course of the weekend. Good to see. Yeah, Gorillas Vipers, they did. Uh, yeah, it was it was so from day. Day one, the Vipers were the team to beat, one, two out of two, um, led by Real Sacralano Thomas and Kento Orta de Bell, um, were, were the stars really on, on day one. Um, and then the Vipers came unstuck. Coach Richie Bracefield was pretty confident at the end of day one that they'd be uh, in the commanding position, but uh, they were ripped apart by Kazumasa Hiratsuka, took three for eight um, to bowl them all out for 70, but that win was really set up. By the innings of the tournament, uh, I guess Lachlan Lake, someone that we've we've known about for a few years, but finally got the chance to see him in action. He's made ninety or fifty-six, playing an awful lot of switch hits and reverses, and uh, kind of joked afterwards he was finding it easier to bat left-handed. So he's a pretty talented player, Lachlan. Yeah, I think he bats better left-handed than I do right-handed, which <laughs> is a, a bit annoying. Um, but I, I, th- I think he's going to have a, a good uh, international career by the look of it. Uh, he was probably a level above, uh, the other batsmen, uh, in this tournament and, um, did a good job of captaining as well. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how he goes in the JPL, uh, the following weekend against probably older and, uh, more experienced bowlers. Yeah. We'll talk, talk a bit more about these guys, as I said, a little bit later on, but, um, some, some good other performances. You mentioned Kaz Stafford, another kid who's, who's come over and, and really stood out, I felt as a. 15 year old, I mean, you think you've got the stats in front of you there, but he's, he's taken wickets, scored runs, uh, and looked, looked very comfortable and was there as a, a vice captain in one of the teams and a, a future leader potentially in the group, uh, of his age group. Yeah. For a 15 year old to, um, probably finish in the, uh, top three, uh, wicket takers and top six run scorers is a pretty good effort. As I said, he's 15, he's playing in an under 23 tournament. So. That would suggest that he also has a pretty bright future as well. A couple of other standout players, I thought. Uh, Aditya Fadki made a few runs. He's another another youngster. Um, thought he looked pretty good at times. He also took four for four in a match. Following his, uh, I didn't know he time off spin. I didn't know he bowled. I don't, I don't think he knew he bowled either. No. <laughs> Joking there, but um, I think he surprised a few of his teammates with uh, his... his I hadn't been following, but had he bowled in the tournament before that game? No, I think that was his first, um, first bowl. I just let it give him a go and suddenly he's, he's got the best figures of the tournament. I, I think he does. Yeah. Four for four. Yeah. The, the dragons, I think were lamenting that they only had, uh, the one, the one spinner. And so they were looking for another one and that was, uh, a So interesting to see if his club team using the same right turn to him. Yeah. Uh, someone else who stood out, another youngster, he's only 15 as well, Nikhil Paul, someone that we've talked about in the podcast before. Um, I think he's younger than that. I think he might be 14. Yeah. Yep. Um, again, he made a few runs, uh, was, was, was opening the batting and the bowling for the gorillas, um, which I thought was, you know, a big vote of confidence. His, uh, coach Vinay Iyer, obviously a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he took on a lot of responsibility in that team too for fourteen year old uh, batting, batting at the top, and then with the new ball. So he looks like he's going to be a player, uh, Nikhil Pohl. 
Uh, but uh, I think uh, a few people already knew that. So really look forward to how he's going to perform um, for his club team this year. Mm. One who uh, I thought had a couple of good games, seeing him return to form with the bat, Ashley Thurgate actually made a few runs over the course of the tournament. Um, a teammate of yours, of course, at the Chippewa Sharks. Uh, pretty happy with how he went? Yeah, he. Um, I think his batting's well suited to 2020 cricket. He uh, likes to get on with it from ball one. Can clear the ropes. Absolutely. He's been, he's been pushing quite a few weights of late and uh, he's actually muscled up a bit. So yeah, definitely capable of clearing the ropes. So um, yeah, a good little uh, confidence boost for him. Hopefully uh, pitching third leading run scorer for the tournament. So pretty good efforts. I didn't actually notice that. But yeah. Um, and uh, we've mentioned him already, but really great to see Kazumasa Hirasuka back, taking a lot of wickets. I think he was second or third leading wicket taker. Um, and, and he made a few runs, probably not as many as he would have liked, but uh, just good to see him back out there and amongst these boys. Yeah, he was back close to his best with the ball, I thought. Um, only went to 3.8 runs per over and uh, really held together that Gorillas bowling attack. So, yeah, I think everyone was pretty happy to see him back out there. Mm. Uh, and lastly, someone who stood out, I think, just just a touch for me was uh, Arav Tiwari. Um, got a funny little stutter at the beginning of his run-up when he comes in, but uh, picked up a few wickets as, as the thing as the tournament went on and, and looked good in the field. And uh, I thought he looks like a, an interesting prospect as well. He's very very athletic. Yeah, he's quite athletic, and um, he's got some good height, and I think he's going to go quite well. Um, certainly in uh, yeah in junior cricket, but also, um, I think he'll, he'll get opportunities playing senior cricket as well in the not too distant future. Looks a good prospect. Yeah. So the last team we, we haven't mentioned just the dragons coached by Sabarish, Ravi Chandran, um, finished third in the end and, uh, helped. We mentioned Ash already, but, uh, Jishe Andol was another player who stood up for them at the end. They, uh, only won the one game, but they got a win when it mattered to f make sure they didn't finish bottom. Um. Yep. And I was another kid who's been around the academy setup for a couple of years and um, was, was pretty impressed with uh, how he batted. Yeah, he's probably been uh, regarded, I guess, as a bowling all-rounder, but I, I think there's some real potential there with the bat for Andal. So looking forward to working with him uh, in the nets and um, hopefully see him scoring more runs in the future. He's uh, moved to uh, Tokyo for his university, so... Plenty of opportunities, I believe he's playing uh, for the Max Creed Club. For Max Creed Club, yeah. So I guess where you see here that the benefit of these clubs that have multiple teams in the JCL. So for someone like Andor, you know, he's like I say, he just moved to Tokyo as his first year playing cricket at that level. Division one's quite, a, you know, straight into it. it. It's can be quite tough, and sometimes perhaps the opportunity to play a, a couple of second eleven games just to, you know. Get, you know, get yourself uh, adjusted to that level, having come through in uh, the university system and, and school system in Kansai might be useful, but um, I guess throwing them in at the deep end, you learn a bit about them as well. It's just a bit tough to break into that max uh, top six. That's all. Yeah, that's uh, that's I hope uh, Captain Supon gives him some opportunities there. Be having a word in his ear. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so all of the main takeaways from, from this event, I mean, you know, like we said, it was... Four teams, everyone played each other, uh, and then into the final and the third place playoff. Um, planned to take place a week before the Japan Premier League, uh, which enables everyone to, to to play both and get a, a good concerted amount of cricket in. Uh, played on the turf wickets. Uh, as you mentioned, it's the first time 
perhaps a lot of those kids have even played on the turf wickets and then don't see a lot of that in the 15s and 19s in university leagues. Uh, so a good opportunity there. Um, and I think we're happy enough that this will be a tournament that we look to, to schedule every year. Do you agree? Absolutely. I think the main take takeouts from that, um, is we're, we're looking perhaps stronger than we thought we were at, um, at certain levels, for example, that, that those, um, 19, 20 year olds pushing for, um, selection into the Japan men's team, uh, our under 19 world cup, uh, qualifying campaign for next year. I think there's some really good young kids around that, um, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old age range. And, um, some really enthusiastic, talented young under 15 kids coming through as well. We're not scared to uh, mix in with the older lads. Yeah. I think one couple of stood out, uh, Tom O'Rears, you know, he had, I think just turned 14 the day before the tournament started, um, was, was one of the youngest there and definitely not overawed by being around that group and threw himself around the field, got a couple of direct, uh, certainly one direct hit run out that I saw and, um, yeah. you know, being able to contribute like that is, is really encouraging for the, for the future, I think. Yeah. And, um, probably a couple of, a couple of really exciting players pushing for selection into our, um, band men's team as well. Um, you already mentioned Rio Sakurano Thomas, who I thought was probably all round game looked, looked as good as anyone. Captaining as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He, um, now with the ball, he bowled with really good pace, I thought. Which, which I always like seeing. He's gone for 2.3 yeah. and over his that economy rate. Just took the four wickets. But as we all know, in 2020 cricket, you've just got to score more runs than the other team. So bowlers with a 2.3 economy rate, we like them. And he's, uh, he's scored the fourth most amount of runs for the tournament as well. He, he looks really solid. And he, uh, he actually didn't bowl in one of the games because he had uh, wrapped up batting too long yeah, and, and had to give himself a rest. Yeah. So maybe could have got some more poles if he... If yeah. Wanted to. Speaking of pace, for the, uh, Ryan Drake for the Dragons bowled some serious pace as well. That a lot of people commented on it. Didn't quite click for taking bags of wickets, but I'm sure it will uh, in the not too distant future. Yeah. So okay. Well, we've we've come to that to that group nicely. Then we've got um, Rayo, uh, as we've we've mentioned already. He's come to live in Japan and has, has joined the JSA staff, which is fantastic. Uh, coming from a, a half Japanese, half New Zealand background. Um, and then we've had, a a whole group of six boys fly over to, uh, to join in, um, with the cricket, all from similar backgrounds, most with, uh, a Japanese mother and Aussie father. And there's, there's, there's Luke and I Bates who has, uh, an English father and lives in the, in the UK. Um, so those guys, five of them all staying in the global guest house down in Sano and, uh, getting to know each other for the first time and had a Amusing conversation with Rayo <laughs> after Thursday, after the boys all arrived in Sano and he says to me, you know, I've never met another half Japanese person before I came, came to Japan and I've just met five in one day. <laughs> yep. so, um, yeah. It shows there's a lot of talent out there that we might not necessarily know about. And, um, really yeah. exciting to, to bring all these guys over to have such a concerted, a concentrated amount of cricket, you know, the, the futures leagues, two days, Japan premier leagues, three days, and then they're all going to be joining in a, a training camp for three days after. So eight days of cricket for them, which is a lot and a good chance for us to run the rule over them. And as you mentioned, we've got rail already. We've talked about Cal Stafford at 15, uh, Declan Suzuki McCombe, Kento Otto Dobell, who we, we know about already because he's played, um, 
uh, Luke and I Bates and, uh, of course, Lockton Lake and Ryan Drake. So yep. Ryan, Ryan, the fast bowler from Sydney, Lachlan, the, the wonder back from Perth, uh, and they're all 18, 19 years old. So certainly shows a, a bright future. And, uh, you, you think that those guys contributed a lot in the futures league to, to bringing up standards, showing a bit of leadership and, uh, just a bit of experience of, of playing more cricket. Cause those guys have come from countries where they'll grow up in where cricket is just a, you know, part of the infrastructure, whereas in Japan, it's still, still working on that, still trying to get those kids up to that level. So I think having those boys around really lifted things. Did you see that throughout the two days? Yeah, I think so. I'm just still amazed that there are that many, um, young, uh, kids with an Aussie dad and a Japanese mum who are seriously good cricketers. <laughs> I never would have thought that <laughs> there would be that many. But yeah, as it turns out, there are. Mm. And, and more to come by the sounds of things. Mm. Um, you know, we didn't even manage to get all the ones we know about over. And it's been a bit of a, I wouldn't say a global scouting mission. These guys have, have, have reached out to us mostly. Um, and a lot of that came off the back of the under 19 success, um, qualifying for the world cup. Suddenly people are like, oh, Japan plays cricket. I've got a kid who's half Japanese. Let's, let's, yeah. Kendo Alter de Bell was probably the, uh, the, the poster boy, I guess. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, okay. Well, moving ahead, then that gives us a nice segue into what's coming next. Uh, the Japan Premier League coming up. All those boys will be on display again. Um, expecting the standards to be to be up. I thought overall the standard at the uh, Futures League was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to to the CEO this morning. Actually, he was saying how it reminded him of some of the high school baseball tournaments where. You know, you, it's, it's almost easier to get more into it because you're very forgiving of the mistakes that people make because they're kids and mm. you don't necessarily expect kids to take every catch or play the best shots and, and you might expect them to play bowl the old wide, but you're very forgiving of that. And you're, it's all about looking for the next talented player. Um, and he said he probably watched more cricket over the last two days than he has done in a long time. Cause he was genuinely really interested in, in seeing these players and, um, was suitably enthused by it as well. So that was all very positive. Um, and I think that, uh, moving into the JPL, most of these boys we're talking about are, are, are bowlers and I think, I think they'll all be hoping for, um, a few more catches to get taken off their bowling perhaps. Yeah. The standard will go up. That's for sure. Um, uh, for those who don't know, the Japan Premier League is played, uh, in a 2020 format with, uh, five teams. These are representative teams from, uh, our five strongest regions that hosts what's called the Japan Cup 2020. So for example, the East Kanto Sunrise is one of the teams, uh, selecting their team from, uh, 13, uh, Japan Cup teams. So there's plenty of players to choose from and the best ones make it into the squads. Um, just the process on that, most we're on it, cause I know we do get messages about this. The clubs nominate players to the Japan Premier League Regional Selection Committee. Yep. The selection committee then has to put that squad of 15. Uh, 14. 14. Put squad of 14 to you, who then uh, rubber stamps it. And there are certain age requirements as well. I want to say five players under 23. That's right. Uh, each of the squads of 14 has five players under 23. So those 19-year-old uh, boys who we were talking about, um, They've gone from being the senior members of their, their future league teams to being very much the junior members of their, uh, HBL teams, which will be interesting too. 
Yeah, definitely. And is there a cap on age as well? Some, a cap on age? A, a limit in terms of uh, number of players over a certain age? Uh, so, at, no, just out of the 14, you need uh, five under the age of 23. So we have, uh, I think we have two 40-year-olds uh, playing in the tournament, uh, both on the same team, I believe. So you're telling me I am still eligible to play? Yeah, yeah. I just need to get myself picked. Well, when, nominated first. When was your last game of cricket and how were your stats last year? Yeah, I played in the social league, the Sunday social league, six aside. Yeah, how uh, did that I, go? I, I went okay. I could hit the ball off the tee pretty well. Uh-huh. So does that, does that count? Um, look, I'll come and watch you play next time and we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about next, it next time. year. Ne- next yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe just stick to the umpiring at this stage. <laughs> and you're not playing this year. You're coaching. No, I didn't play last year either. I um, you did get on the field last year. I saw you. I was uh, a reserve last year and subfielder. Nah, mm. uh, I'm the coach. And uh, this year, I'm doing none of that. I'm just, I'm just the coach of the East Kanto Sunrisers. So, okay, we'll touch quickly on coaches because actually, we we mentioned four guys who stood in uh, during the Futures League: Vinay Ayer, Sabarish, Ravi Chandran. Max Tanyama and Richie Bracefield, all part of the JCA's initiative to try and develop more coaches. And I thought those guys did a fantastic job. Uh, and you got some coaches in place for the Japan Premier League as well. Yourself, you mentioned at East Kanto. Who else is doing it? Oh, yeah, I'll just uh, highlight a couple. Um, so our good friend, good friend of the the podcast, uh, Tomoki Ota, has uh, taken on the uh, job of coaching the West Kanto Hurricanes. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. What well, up? National team player and senior pro for a long time. Yep, yep. And one one other coach I'll mention, uh, actually, they've been doing a lot of uh, coaching uh, with the Japan women's team. Uh, Bebe Miyagi will be coaching the uh, North Kanto Lions. So it's uh, also an interesting appointment there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, you should know a lot of those players pretty well. Yeah, I think so. So uh, definitely uh, looking to uh, raise the standards of our coaches, coaches across our national tournaments as well. Yeah, so looking back to last year, I guess we'll give us a bit of context to the JPL before we go into discussing a little bit of the team by team. Um, last year, the West Kata Hurricanes, you just mentioned, were champions. Your uh, your own team just fell short in the final. Um, I know North Kanto finished fifth. I forget who finished third. You're going to have to help me out. Yeah, I'm glad he, yeah. Someone. <laughs> I, I, either Kansai or uh, South Kanto. Or South, I think South Kanto finished third. Yes, yes. And South Kanto, of course, have a a rich tradition in this competition. They've won it more times than anyone. Right? They have. They they started very very well. I think won the first uh, four of them. So uh, I think some of the other teams probably caught up to them um, since then, and uh, which is good. The, uh, the East Kanto Sunrisers are certainly a stronger team than they used to be. Um, and West Kanto will always compete pretty hard as well. Um, I'd say even this year, the North Kanto Lions are going to be uh, quite a good team as well. Um, Kanto Chargers, uh, they pr- probably have, have got a few players out that they'd like to select, but uh, again, they're going to compete as well. So looking at the, we'll start at North Kanto then, since you mentioned them, and uh, we'll start from the bottom up. Players to watch? Players to watch. Well, uh, we, we just talked about Lockie Lake. So I, I think his batting is going to be on, on display again. And, um, 
just looking for that range of shots. Mm. He's got a, a, a few more trips than most of the other batsmen. Yeah, it's that they can score 360s from what I saw. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, they're going to be called a young side this year, right? Yeah. The Hiratsuka boys both playing. Yeah, in fact, uh, we've got seven, uh, seven under-23s in that North Counter Alliance squad, which is great to see. Energy in the field. Absolutely. Um, okay, and so Kansai, I presume we'll see the usual suspects there. Tanyama, Wada, Wakita, Yamashita. Yeah, yep. Um, some of the same faces we saw last year. Um, Ryan Drake's added to that squad this year as well to bring some uh, some speed with a new ball. Um, Sunny Singh in the squad. Sunny Singh is in the squad. Yeah, he very was good player, player. Good last year. Yeah, so with the gunside charges, I think their bowling is going to be very strong. Um, yeah. So no one's questioning that. It's whether they can um, put together a winning total with the bat is is the question. So we're really looking for uh, uh, Benzo Wada to stand up. Can he stand up in a in a JBL tournament and contribute some serious runs? I've already forgotten the name of the guy, which is terrible. Uh, who scored 149 in round one of the Japan Cup this year? Has he got in? Uh, no, and he, <laughs> he missed the cut. Yeah, yeah. Ma- made his made his runs after the selection deadline. No, he he definitely wanted to play. We'll just bring up his uh, his name in a, in a minute. Uh, I've forgotten as well. Uh, yeah, he, he he couldn't make it for this tournament. But oh, I'd, unavailable. I I reckon he'll be around next year. Yeah, for the tournament. Yeah. Everyone's got to score that big behind you. Kind of demanding selection on you. <laughs> That's right. Um, and South Kanto then, obviously going to be led by Sabarish Ravichandran, uh, who we've seen produce, produce the goods in more than one occasion in this competition has, has often walked away with, with awards, uh, his batting and his bowling incredibly effective in T20 cricket. Um, who else to look for this year? Uh, from South Kanto, I'd. Well, Alex Patmore back in the squad. Mm. Um, we have to call him Alex Shirai Patmore now. Shirai. Mm. Alex Shirai Patmore. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a key player for them this year. Missing day one? I believe he might be missing day one, mm. but he'll be, um, he'll certainly be an important player for them. Um, I, 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 I think Luke Bates is going to be an important bowler for them. No, he, 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 we didn't see his best in the Futures League, but I, I just think he's going to bowl well on the JBL. He's a, he's a wily customer. Luke and I Bates. Uh, yes, Luke <laughs> and I Bates. And um, Piyush Kumbari has started the season really well. So I yeah, he has. I think he's yeah. going to bowl well. Yeah, I think he, he enjoys playing on the, uh, the Yoshi decks, what I've seen. Yeah. Okay, well, that brings us to your team now. Off air, you've been waxing lyrical about the strength of the East Canto squad. So come on then, you've, you've not made the cut yourself. So there must be some pretty good players there. Yeah, we had to leave out a few players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we left out some uh, very good players actually. So uh, a few guys were unlucky. Uh, our fast bowling looks um, really strong this year. So we've added uh, Naveen Negi. Yeah, that's a useful addition to the squad. Uh, he joins uh, Marlath Naranjan, who was a key player for us last year. So we've got that left hand, right hand pace combination. Um, and yeah, in support of that, uh, Kento, Alter de Valve, um, Manip Sadiq, Dinesh, Santa Ruin, they're, they're all 
quality fast bowlers. So we think we're strong in that area and with the batting uh, as well, Super, Navar- Super Navaratna and um, Ibrahim Takahashi were a pretty good open batting pair last year. Um, we've added Kasun Ganesh uh, from the Scuba Cricket Club, who's looking really good uh, and we think he's going to have a strong tournament as well. Tsuyoshi Takata is a mainstay there in a middle order. So we think we're strong there. We've got some young spinners, Manav Natarajan and Ash Thurgate. So um, if they can uh, hold their own, I think we're looking pretty good. And that brings us to the defending champions, West Canto Hurricanes. Finally got their uh, first title last year. They were led very much by the runs of Vinay Iyer last year. Is he going to be able to back that up? Yeah, he was scoring runs for fun last year, wasn't he? He was. Well, I think he's going to need to because um, the West Gunter Hurricanes are not going to have it their own way uh, this time around. Um, there's plenty of other teams that want to knock them off. Uh, Shogo Kimura's started the season uh, in fine style as well. Rahil Kano's looking pretty good. So you, you've got some batsmen there. Um, but do they have the fast bowling? That's my question. Mm-hmm. How is their bowling going to stand up? So a lot of pressure. I think on some of their, uh, bowlers, uh, young Soda Ichki had a fantastic tournament last year. So he's a key bowler for them, even at the age of 20 or 21. How old is he? 20? I reckon he's 20. Yeah, he must be 20. And I think, uh, Kazuma Stafford's a really good addition for their bowling as well. So I think he's going to go well, but, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it on the shoulders of the 15 year old. Um. Need a few of the other boys to stand up with the ball, I think. So, where's your money? Not that we bet on cricket. No, we, we certainly don't bet on cricket, no. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you were to put some money on, on cricket, um, who would you be recommending the punters back for this particular tournament? Well, I'm biased. I'm one of the coaches. So, of <laughs> course, I think my team's going to win. <laughs> yeah, you got a pretty good shout, I reckon. Um I'm just yeah. looking through these full squads. They look pretty even. I don't think there's any team that really looks like they're going to struggle. Um, I think you're right with the, the batting at the Chargers. Perhaps looks a bit light, but I mean, Makoto Tanyama took five for two in one game last year. He so he's going to enjoy playing on these these pitches again. And um, Two very good leg spinners, the Kansai Chargers, and uh, Junior Master's off spin, Ryan Drake fast bowling. Uh, yeah. The bowling's okay. Yeah. I no, I think um, the sunrises will go well, and I, I think the Lions might uh, spring a few surprises, and uh, I'm tipping them to make the final as well. Yeah, this is very boring. I suppose I probably shouldn't just say the same as you, but looking at it, east and north, I do like the look of them, but I, I think it'll be east v south. I think south are quite motivated. They do like this event. I think they'll push pretty hard. Looking at the um, players left out does give a bit of a a hint of the strength of the teams and yeah, you guys are leaving out former JPL batsman of the tournament two years ago yeah um, and South Kanto are leaving out Muhammad Ali so anyone who can leave him out must, yeah. must be pretty good so uh, I fancy East to be South final and of course this tournament is being streamed um, all the games are being streamed uh, ground one and ground two so the JSA YouTube channel is the place to be uh, keep track of all the games and uh, follow the scores on the um, JCA app, Japan Cricket app, if you can't get onto 
the YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, you must be pretty excited about it. Oh, I love the JBL. Very excited and uh, looking forward to uh, watching the best players in Japan go at it again. Definitely. Weather's looking a little bit pouty. Uh, no, I think the weather will be fine at this stage. Who knows though? And we're, we're talking five days out, four days out. So it's been beautiful today. It just needs to stay like this. I think it's going to be cool with um, just a couple of passing showers, but nothing to worry about. Yeah, we've got some top umpires out, of course, got the best umpires in Japan for this tournament. So we'll be, uh, they'll be on top of all that sort of stuff. And yeah, looking forward to it. Hope everyone else is too. Thanks for joining us, Dukes. Thanks, Thanks for chat. And uh, hope everyone enjoys this preview and we will speak to you again in due course. All right. That concludes this episode of the Japan Creative Podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed it. If you have the time, as always, please remember to review or rate the show on whichever platform you get your podcasts and keep on supporting Japan Cricket in any way you can. Best way to do that is to watch the live stream of the JPL this weekend, comment on our YouTube videos, Instagram posts, Twitter feeds, Facebook pages, and just keep getting the message out there about Japan Cricket. Thanks very much, and I'll speak to you again soon. Arigato gozaimashita.